0: Hi everyone, Demetrius McCray here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately, transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. Give the God of revival a mighty
1: praise. Come on. I said give the God of revival a mighty praise. All right, stand across the room for the reading of God's Word. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. Uh, I think we ought to thank God for this amazing worship team today. Hasn't it been awesome? Thank you, guys. Uh, As never before, I want our church to be a place that is on fire for God. I don't care anything about religion or going through the motions. I'm hungry for revival. Are there any hungry people here today? and uh, you know uh, uh, friday night was awesome we did our fourth of july celebration wasn't it amazing wow and the outdoor fireworks were great but i'm going to tell you the indoor fireworks are better hallelujah so i'm coming from psalms 93 and then hebrews 12 i feel like preaching you by live stream. welcome uh, nsb welcome our newsletter campus is with us today we bless you in jesus name The Bible said in Psalms 97, three, a fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. See, the fire of God will deal with your devils that try to come against you. And the Bible said in Hebrews 12, 28, do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship. Are you brimming with worship? Deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to burn and he won't quit until it's all cleansed. (laughs) And then verse 29, God himself is a fire. I wanna preach for a few minutes along these lines. Fire works in America. Listen, there's a lot that hasn't worked. There's things that we've tried that have not worked, but I've come to let America know on the 4th of July that fire works in America. How many of you believe the fire of God works in his presence and power? So Father, we just slip up your hands and we thank you, God, that you are setting things in order in our church for what you wanna do in these days that we're living in. I've watched you attract people, God, and bring people into this house almost at a supernatural rate. You've been bringing people back who haven't been a part of your church for years, and then you've been bringing new people in. But God, here's the truth, you are reviving us all. And not only are we thankful, we are like the scripture said, we are brimming with worship today. We tell you that we are reverent before you and we give your name all the glory. Lord, thank you that fire works in America. We give you praise. Somebody give the Lord a great ovation if you love him. Amen. You can be seated. The Bible said in verse 29 of our text in the Message Bible, it said, it said, God himself is a fire. And I've come to declare today that fire works in America. There's a lot of things that don't work. There's a lot of political ideas. There's a lot of social strategies that are falling and have failed. But fire works in America because fire represents the presence of God. Praise God today, I want you to know that I'm here this morning and I want the fire of God. I want the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said that God himself is a fire. So when you're declaring that you want the fire of God, you're saying, I'm in pursuit of you, Lord, you're what I want. I don't just want the fire of God, I need the fire of God. I need him in my life, I need him in my family and I certainly need him in my ministry. I believe that maybe, just maybe, I've gathered here today, are you ready for this, with some spiritual pyromaniacs. Okay, I got about just a few of you. I said, we're spiritual pyromaniacs. Tell, tell, tell your neighbor, I'm a pyromaniac. Come on, in the spirit. You know, what, you know what the pyromaniac is? It's someone with an obsessive desire to set things on fire. Ugh. Did you hear me? It's someone who has an obsessive desire to set things on fire. Did you come today just to go through the motions? Did you come today just to hang out? Did you come today just to come to church before you go home and have ribs or whatever, watermelon, whatever y'all are having? That's what I'm having, come on. But whatever you're having on the fourth, or did you come because you said, God, I wanna set this place on fire with my worship so you can set this place on fire with your presence? God's fire works in America. There's a lot of our own ideals that have left us empty and wanting and bearing, but fire works because fire is symbolic in the Bible of a couple things. Number one, if you study your Bible, fire is symbolic of God's judgment. Do you remember when God judged Sodom and Gomorrah? fire fell on them and the judgment of God consumed Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, that if someone doesn't make it to heaven and they go to hell, they go to a lake of fire. And so fire is symbolic of God's judgment. You know, just one side note, I have heard people say, Pastor Rayleigh, I'm not worried about what the church says. I'm not worried about what people say. Only God can judge me. Let me tell you something, precious. You are saying the most dangerous statement that you could put in your mouth you better pray that a holy God who is altogether pure and lovely never decides to judge you you better ask the Lord never to judge you I am here today to testify that I am not counting on the judgment of God I am counting on the grace of God through my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ So, fire represents God's judgment. So, we certainly don't want that fire in our life, but if you study your Bible, fire is also symbolic of God's presence. It's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. It's an amazing emblem in the Bible, but if you study God's word you'll find out that when the children of Israel journeyed through the desert the Bible said that they were guided by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. In fact, the Bible said that fire fell down from heaven and lit the sacrifice on the brazen altar and the brazen altar was never to go out. The Jews knew that as long as the fire burned on that altar that the presence of God was in the camp. The fire was symbolic of God's presence. They knew that if the fire was burning, they didn't have to worry about the Hittites or the Hivites or the Amalekites or the Jebusites. They knew that they didn't have to fear the Philistines because the fiery presence of God was right there and would protect them. And it is still that way in 2021. Wherever God's presence is, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper so when we talk about the fire of God we are obsessive about it because we know that without it we are nothing we need god's presence so we're praying in this season in this church and in everything that we are given tasks to oversee that it burns with the fire of the presence of god is there anybody here today you want to burn in the fiery presence of god you want it in your church Now, there are things that you got to understand about fire. The Bible said in the 29th verse that that God is a consuming fire. Now, understand this. There are things that you got to understand about the characteristics of fire. Number one, fire consumes. And if you look at the word consume, consume means this. It means to eat and devour. God wants people that he can eat up with his presence. He wants people that he can devour. in his presence he wants people that will be eat up with him and then he will eat them up in your in his presence is there anybody here today that wants to be consumed by him you want to be captured by him if we're not careful we'll get consumed by problems if we're not careful we'll get consumed by Fox and MSN and CNN and news reports and political agendas if we're not careful we'll get consumed with financial issues we'll get consumed with the Dow Jones market, we'll get consumed with problems, we'll get consumed with things that are lesser. But we just sang the song, my God, how great you are. Then sings my soul, my savior, God to thee, how great you are. Listen, let me tell you something. There are things that have come against you in this season, but they pale in light of the power of God. It's time for you to get consumed with the things of God. That's what revival is. He consumes our minds. He consumes our motives. He consumes our motivations. The enemy is trying to consume you in this season with trouble, with struggle, with wrong thinking, with pressure. And you can tell a lot about somebody by what eats them up. Some people are eaten up with who did them wrong. They're consumed by by who talked about them. They're consumed by their past. But God is raising up a generation. He is raising up a house of worshipers who are saying, God, let me get eaten up with your presence. Let me get eaten up with revival. Let me get eaten up with an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. How many of you want to get eaten up with the things of God? Hallelujah. But there's something you got to understand about real fire. Real fire is not gentle, it's not gradual, it's not mild, it's not comfortable, it's not containable, and it is not confined. It's not a gentle thing, a gradual thing, a mild thing. Let me tell you, I prophesy that if Jesus tarries that in the next year, you're gonna see some things you've never seen, that Calvary as the fire of God is poured out and it may not be gentle and gradual and mild and comfortable, there will be times when the fire falls from heaven in this church and sinners repent, and bodies get healed, and lives get restored. Come on, somebody. Real fire is not gentle, y'all. It's not gradual. It's not predictable. It's not mild. It's not comfortable. It's not containable. It's not confined. But God's fire is instant. It's complete. It's all consuming. That means you can be dry. My daddy would say it shucks one minute and on fire the next. How many of you are ready for a complete and all consuming fire to come? Uh. Come on now, I feel like God's gonna do something in an instant for some of you folks. There's gonna be some things that will shift in an instant because the presence of God is manifesting in your life. If you believe in a right now God who can do things in an instant, go ahead and give him a right now praise. (laughs) Ah, so, So precious, when you're asking for fire then, I want you to understand what you're asking for. You're asking to be consumed by the Lord. That's what I want. Man, I'll tell you 2020 and, and, and this last season, my mind tried to be occupied with so many things that brought me discouragement and depression, but I feel more joy today, I think than I've ever felt in my whole life. Hallelujah. Is everything perfect? No, am I still in some battles? Yes, but I'll tell you this, now that I'm reacquainting myself with the fire of God, I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right, hallelujah. So when we ask and pray for fire, precious, I want you to understand what we're asking and praying for. So another characteristic of fire is this, fire attracts. In other words, people are drawn to the fire. I remember growing up and, and don't do it. We've got a lot of fire, firemen here and a, a lot of first responders. But when I was a kid, if there was smoke, my dad always had to drive to it to see what it was. Come on. If there was a fire truck headed somewhere, my dad, he never drove fast unless he was following a fire truck. Come on. Because he wanted to go and see what in the world is on fire, what is burning. I got to see what's burning in my city. Oh, Jesus. I got to go see what's burning in my community. I am ready for there to be such a fire that will hit this church of God's glory and God's presence, that the smoke of God's glory and the fire of God's presence is so real that it begins to attract people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Come on, Deltona, the land, Sanford, hallelujah. I say, come on, y'all don't make me preach. I say St. Augustine, Jacksonville. I say Georgia, Alabama. I say the north, the south, the east, and the west, they're going to find out this church is on fire, and they're going to come in here just to watch you burn. Oh, I better stay on my notes. Is there anybody here that wants to get so on fire for God that people come in and watch you burn? Hallelujah. See, see, the fire is the attraction. Some of you say, well, Pastor Rayleigh, how, how have you guys sustained all these years? I'm about to celebrate 24 years as pastor this August, 24 years. You say, Pastor, what is the secret sauce? The secret sauce is not sauce, it's fire. We have made God's presence our priority. The attraction of this house is not the stage. The attraction of the house, even though we have great music, the attraction of the house is not the music. Thank God for these nice screens, but the attraction is not the big screen. Hallelujah. I don't care what you read on Facebook. I said the attraction is not the big screen. It's not the smoke. It's not no, no, it's not the microphone. The attraction is not the preacher. It's not even Jim Rayleigh. Let me tell you what the attraction is. People walk in this room and they feel the fire of God and they say, I've got to stay connected where the fire is. is. Is there anybody here today that you're attracted to the fire? You came for the fire, you want God's presence. If that's you, just give him a little praise right now. So, so coming out of this season that we've been in 2020, all of, the, all of the drama of 2021, I have reconnected myself as never before to what God wants to do to his presence because I know what will attract people and what's attracting new people to our church in droves is the fire. And a dark world must have an on fire church with on fire believers. Anybody believe that? The next thing I want to tell you about a characteristic of fire pressures is this, fire warms. What does that mean? That means one of the most important aspects and functions of fire is this, it creates a place of gathering. You want to get around the fire if it's cold. Come on somebody. You want to get around the fire if you've been shivering, if you're cold. I watched this show called Alone. I know some of y'all, you're super spiritual and you don't watch TV, but I do sometimes, hallelujah. And there's this show called Alone, and I love that show because in that show, they drop these people off in these places, in uh, in the Arctic or in these different places, and they have to survive by themselves. And one dude survived over a 100 days in freezing cold weather. It was unreal. But the first thing that is a priority to them when they get there is fire. Before they find food, they find fire. Before they build a shelter, they build a fire. And I've come to tell you that the most important thing in this church is the fire because that's the gathering point. It will warm up a cold heart. It will thaw out a cold marriage. It will heal a cold family. It will deliver a cold man. Come on, it will set a cold church free on a cold day. But when you get the fire in the house, hallelujah, Fire creates an atmosphere where people can come together. I want the fire of God's presence to be so real in my church and in this house that it thaws out the coldest heart. I want anybody that's been rejected everywhere else to feel like they can gather right here okay i got a few people who are with me i don't care if you struggle with crack i don't care if you struggle with your sexuality i don't care if you've struggled with addiction there is a fire that you can come by and in that fire you can be delivered in that fire you can be set free in that fire you can find warmth hallelujah Oh, if you want to go to a church where everybody looks like you and dresses like you and responds like you, you're in the wrong church on the wrong Sunday with the wrong pastor. There is a fire that's going to bring white folks and black folks and red folks and Spanish folks and rich folks and poor folks and bound folks and loose folks. How many of you want that fire to attract whoever needs a touch? A cold world needs a fiery hot church burning in the earth with God's presence. This is why God's fire is my priority now. That's it. I want God's presence more than anything else. I told him that this morning several times. I said, God, I don't have an agenda. Whatever you want to do. I had a young pastor ask me, Pastor Rayleigh, in times like this, when God is visiting your church and God is pouring out his spirit in the way that he is, what is your prayer? And you know what my prayer is? Don't let me mess it up. Don't let me get in the way. God, have your way. So fire is a top shelf priority. How many of you want revival with me like we've never seen and you want the fire of God? Okay, the next thing fire does, fire reveals and convicts. What does that mean? That means it illuminates. Our fire reveals and convicts. I mean, it's not possible to truly be on fire for God and not be convicted of things that place us in contradiction to his word. I know we don't hear much about sin anymore and people don't talk about that anymore, but I'm one of those guys who still talks about it because sin will divide you. It will separate you. It will alienate you. It will destroy your life. It will wreck your home. It will cause your children to despise you. Sin will cause you to walk in addiction. Sin will cause you to to have pride and be separated from what God wants to do in fullness in your life. So I believe that we still need preachers who are bold enough and brave enough to stand up and talk about sin, who aren't afraid of people. See, it's not possible for us to say we're on fire for God, and then there to be sin in our life, and we not feel convicted because the fire of God will illuminate the things in our life that are not like Jesus. People who live impure lives but claim to be on fire for God, you're only kidding yourself. You can't be. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect to be on fire for God, but I'm telling you that if if, if you are shacking up, and you've been shacking up for years, you come on. Now you can't bind the devil on Sunday and sleep with him on Friday. I need to get back on my notes, but some of y'all are more concerned about a booty call than you are a holy call. Can I get a witness? And what we need are men that will stand up and women that will stand up and call us back to holiness. Because without holiness, there cannot be wholeness. And the problem, the price that we are paying now, because we don't talk about sin anymore, because we don't allow the fire of God in our church to illuminate it anymore, we are raising up a generation of young people who are so confused in their identity that they don't even know who they are. But there is a new fire that's coming to God's house that is going to set the captive free.
0: Come on, somebody.
1: I didn't like that, Pastor Rayleigh. Well come back next week. Maybe I'll preach something you like. I'm really, I'm I'm way past what you post on Facebook about me. I'm way past worried about that. I'm I'm way past getting offended over an email. Hallelujah. Thank you. I love you back. See, we all struggle on some level. None of us are perfect. Even Isaiah, the great prophet, he said, I saw the Lord in Isaiah 6. He was high and lifted up and the train of his glory filled the temple. And then he said in verse five, he said, woe is me for I am undone for I'm a man of unclean lips. He said, when I saw the Lord, I saw myself. When I saw the Lord, I saw my attitudes. Have you ever known people who were so great at fixing everybody else? But they had so many issues themselves. The, you know what the Bible said? Jesus said, don't try to get the speck out of somebody else's eye when you got a beam in your eye. My dad would say it like this, don't get the piece of dust out of somebody else's eye when you got a telephone pole in your eye. Can I get a witness? And sometimes we think we're gone, but if we can get people in the presence of the Lord, the Lord will show them the places that they need to submit and surrender. Is there anybody here today that can say, Lord, convict me of anything that would separate me from you. Let me walk in freedom. If you want this to be your year of freedom, one, two, three, give God a praise. Can I get really bold? Would you mind if I really got bold? Slip up your hands. Freedom is coming to your life. Freedom is coming to your house. Freedom is coming to your family. Freedom is coming to your son. Freedom is coming to your daughter. Freedom is coming to Volusia County. Freedom is coming to this church like we've never seen it. I bind every attachment of the enemy. Freedom, 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 freedom. freedom, freedom. Doubt is being devoured. Fear is being devoured. Unforgiveness is being devoured. Come on, freedom. We we see ourselves when there's real fire. We get so concerned about who we are that we stop saying, "Well, you and you did this, and you did that, and you." Then you say, well, Lord, me, work on me. See, when fire exposes, illuminates, it also delivers and devours. That's what fire does. It delivers and devours. I heard a story one time. There's a, there's a place uh, in Yosemite, this was years ago, where they used to do something called the fire fall. What they would do, they would go uh, in the top, there's this, and I know the story, but I can't recall the names of the places, but there's this, this sheer granite cliff. And what they would do at a certain time of the year, they did this even in the late 1800s, I believe early 1900s, and they would gather all of the debris and the dead wood, and they would put it on the side of this mountain, and then they would light it on fire. And the people, it was such a big event that people would travel from all over America and they would stand at the bottom of that face and they would shout up, let the fire fall, let the fire fall. Let the fire fall, and they would bring tractors, and they'd begin to push that that debris that fiery debris down the side of the mountain. They said it was something to see It's that fire cascaded down the side of that mountain, many stories and people were just blown away, but they were shouting out, "Let the fire fall and there was a there was a guy that had grown up seeing that, and he went back to Yosemite at the time of the firefall, thinking that he was going to be able to see the firefall and he he goes to a park ranger and he said, where's the fire fall? I want to see the fire fall like I did when I was a little boy, we used to come with our parents And, and the park ranger looked at him and said, you know what, the fire doesn't fall here any longer. It used to fall, but it doesn't fall here any longer. I have made up in my mind that there will never be a day as long as I've got breath in my lungs, that this church will be a place where the fire used to fall i want the fire to fall in this house and deliver us i want the fire to set us free come on somebody hallelujah the problem is i would read something recently and they said when they stopped that the issue in that region was this the next generation that their trees have not been growing the trees that had grown in Yosemite that made these big, unbelievably beautiful trees, they've not been growing. And the problem is that when they release their seeds, when the trees release their seeds, there's a husk over the seeds and the fire burns the husk off of the seed and then the seed is in the ground and the next generation is ensured that it will come to pass because it has experienced the fire. I'm telling you, we got a lot of churches that don't don't want fire because they say it's too much, it's too loud, it's too unpredictable, it takes too long. But I have decided that I'm more concerned about the generation that is coming after me. There is a fire that's gonna plant trees that will be mighty in, in this next season, even in children's church even in youth ministry. Come on now, fire will burn out doubt. It delivers, it devours. It'll deal with your past, unforgiveness, your baggage, your old wounds, your addictions, your compromise, it'll deal with racism. Preach Pastor Rayleigh, I said it'll deal with racism. It'll deal with attitudes, it'll deal with unforgiveness. I I need to move on, but why not take a moment right now and thank God for everything He delivered you from. (laughs) Some of you are a little bit more radical than others because you know you've been completely set free from so much. Take 10 seconds and give God praise for everything He delivered you from. Some of y'all say, well, are you don't take all that. You always trying to get people to—they clap in their hands and all that noise. Why you got to be like that, Pastor? I'll tell you, I'd come to your church, but I mean, y'all stand up too long. I don't know why y'all don't take the chairs out of that church. I don't ever sit in them anyway. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm just tired of that. Uh, I I like your church, but it's just too loud. It's too too rowdy. It's too noisy. Well, that brings me to my next point. Fire is not quiet. In fact, fire roars. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I said, I said, fire
0: roars. Come on, I'm gonna say it again. Fire roars. I said, fire roars. Welcome to Calvary. We are the church that roars.
1: Look at your thing. You know, I, I came to that church, they, was, they stood up, people run to the front. They was hollering up in there. It was crazy, the pastor, he was radical. The worship leader—he sang. He looked like a man. He sounded like a woman. Come on, he can sing so high. <laughs> you sit over there and criticize somebody who worships. Get mad at somebody who praises. But see, fire roars. <laughs> well i don't like it i don't like it when she acts like that i don't i don't like her shout i don't like his dance i don't i don't like how he claps let me tell you something she ain't clapping for you it ain't got nothing to do with you if god listen if god had done for you what he did for her you might shout to the fire
0: roll neighbor, say, hey neighbor, say, I'm sorry, but say, I got the roar cause fire roars.
1: So, so I'm, I'm just warning you that as I get older, I'm gonna get more extreme. Because I'm 57 years old today. 57. But as I get older, I'm going to get more extreme. Who wants to get more extreme with me? More extreme. You know why I'm going to get more extreme? Because hell is more extreme than it's ever been. I'm going to close with this, and I'm, I'm going to try to wind this down and see what the Lord does. Uh, how how do you approach a personal fire? There are different ways. Number one, you can be by the fire. The Bible says that Peter in Luke 22 when Jesus was being crucified that he followed him from a distance. And see there are those who are distant disciples. They'll stay with the Lord when everything's great. Come on now. When he's walking on water, calling Lazarus from the grave, turning water into wine. Come on, when he's healing the sick and raising the dead and setting the captive free, they'll walk with the Lord. But in that moment, the problem with Peter was this, he was distant from God and he was a distant disciple. And the Bible said that he was warming himself with them by the fire. And the woman accused him and said, you're a follower of him, you've been with him. And he said this, he did not. He said, woman, I don't even know him. And the truth is Peter was distant from the Lord. Peter was with them when he should have been with him. He was with them by the fire. Listen, I don't want to be with them when I can be with him. They can't heal me. They can't deliver me. They can't save my children. They can't make a way out of no way. They can't give me a supernatural promotion on my job. They can't save my son. They can't deliver my daughter. So if I got to say bye-bye to you to say hello to him, see you later alligator and a wild crocodile. Peter said this, Peter said, woman, I don't know him. The reality is whenever all you do is come by the fire and you never get in the fire, when you walk out, you will act like you don't even know him when you get under pressure. now." Nah. If you've only been by the fire, when you walk out, it doesn't change the essence of who you are. You go through trials just like everybody else and you don't go with any sense that God is going to break you through. But when you transcend just standing by the fire and say, God, I want more, then you don't face dilemmas like everybody else faces them. You face them with the reality that I have been with the Lord and I am in his presence. She, 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 he said, Woman, I, I don't even know him. Are you ready for this? Okay, here it goes. His speech betrayed him. How you talk says a lot about whether or not you've been in the presence of God. Number one, you can be by the fire. Number two, you can be in the fire. The enemy does not want you to know it, but in the fire is where you are formed and changed in the fire even in fiery trials that's where you're made more like Jesus it's in those moments where you're pressed to forgive that family member it's in those moments where you're pressed to make things right it's in those moments where you're pressed and it's going against the grain and you really want that relationship or you desire that activity but you would say Lord change me it's in the fire of offense it's in the fire of pain sometimes it's in the fire of sickness that the enemy thinks he's going to alienate us and separate us from the lord but in those moments we are in the refiner's fire and we are actually according to the book of malachi being made more like jesus if the enemy had any sense he would leave you alone how many of you would say pastor i've been through some stuff in my life and in all actuality what i've been through has helped me to come out better Can can we do something really unusual? Can we stop right now and thank God for everything we went through that made us more like Jesus? Come on. Uh, hallelujah. I didn't like it, but God, I gotta say thank you. I didn't like 2020. I didn't like preaching the empty rooms. I didn't like going through the trauma, but I gotta say thank you, God, because I'm better. Remember the three Hebrew children when they, when they uh, were thrown into the fiery furnace? And they in there, you know, and all that burned off of them was what bound them. Because their ropes burned off, all that burned off of them was what bound them up. Some of y'all better hear me. You've been in the fire, but all that's burned off of you was what's bound you up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand there and I said, my, my, "Now remember, God is a fire. God is a fire. Then Jesus is a fire. The Holy Spirit is a fire." Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, "Man, what's going on? We we free up in here. We dancing up in here. <laughs> Wait a minute." One, two, three, four. What, 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 what is this? What in the world just happened? Hey, Meshach, count these people. How many's in this thing? He goes, well, there's three of us. No, so he said, no, look around, count. One, two, three, four, ha. Huh. They said, wait a minute. Then the king said, there's a fourth man in the fire and he's likened unto the son of god what are you trying to tell me preacher i'm trying to tell you while you're in the fire let the fire get in you don't don't don't, don't let your anger have the last word don't let your sin have the last word so you can be by the fire you can be in the fire you can be on fire jeremiah 29 says this it's like fire shut up in my bones watch this this is and i'm i'm trying to close what does that mean very little very little but i really am trying to land this plane you by live stream don't get off you're gonna miss the best part if you leave but watch this my dad used to tell this story and he said this preacher was preaching but it was a church that they didn't allow emotion they didn't allow amens they didn't allow any clapping And I'm not judging anybody, but it was just that kind of church. And this little boy was sitting on the front row, and the preacher was talking about redemption and faith. And the little boy shouted, Amen! And the preacher goes, No, no, no. We don't do that here. Mm -mm. You be quiet while I'm preaching. So the guy starts preaching again. He starts preaching about redemption and then preaches about heaven. And the little boy shouted, Glory to God! He shook his hand like that. And the preacher said, son, I told you, we don't do that here. You're going to have to be quiet. And he sits down again and he looks around the little fella did and the guy starts preaching again. He said, and you know what? Because we're saved, Jesus is coming again and we're gonna rise to meet him in heaven. The little boy jumped up and said, praise the name of the Lord, hallelujah. And the preacher said, I told you, don't you do that again. This is not that kind of church. And then the guy goes, sit down. And he sat down, the little boy did. And, and then all of a sudden the preacher said, and we're gonna be in heaven. We'll be in heaven forever. And we'll have victory over the devil and victory over death. And the little boy started to shout and he put his hand over his mouth and he shook his foot like that. And the preacher said, what in the world is wrong with you? The little boy said, when I shut it up here, it comes out here. He
0: said, it's inside of me and I can't deny it.
2: Is there anybody
0: that's got something inside of you and you just can't deny it? Oh, I can't be quiet for you. I can't be nicer. I can't be predictable. There's something in my life that causes me to shout. Oh, I feel thankful.
1: Stand up, everybody. The truth about fire is this. Fire desperately needs fuel. Are you highly flammable? I said, are you highly flammable? I want all the flammable people to give God a praise right now.
2: Oh,
1: if you're hungry for revival, fire. I just wanna be fuel. I don't don't have to be a star. I don't have to have my name remembered. But I just wanna be the fuel. Set me on fire. Lord, whatever you gotta do, burn up all the things that have kept me from you set me on fire see see when you're highly flammable your fire can't be contained that means wherever you go you take the fire with you so it's time to spread the fire i believe in jesus name that some of you when you walk out of here you're walking out of here with spiritual fire on your backs hallelujah And here's the truth, y'all. We burn mightily by ourselves, (laughs) but we burn ferociously when we burn together. One, two, three, give God a praise if you're going to burn. Fire illuminates, it motivates, it empowers us to do what is humanly impossible because it is the presence of God. So, Pastor, what do, you, what do you mean when you're talking about fire? You're talking about just being noisy or weeping or lifting your hands? Is that what you're talking about? No, when we talk about the fire of God, we're not talking about emotionalism or just being energetic. No, sir. When we speak of the fire of God, we're talking about God's presence that manifests and propels us into a supernatural dimension it means that wherever the fire of god is the impossible becomes possible so if you want to see this next season full of miracles come out here worship team just slip up your hands and just thank god for his fire that's taken you into a new and supernatural dimension come on open your mouth right now and just begin to thank the Lord for a supernatural dimension. If you got that fire in you, just raise up your hands and worship the Lord. If you want to burn with your brothers and sisters. Just raise up your hands and worship the Lord Lord, let the fresh fire fall Let the fresh fire fall Oh, I need it. Come on, I feel the
0: fire in here today i
1: you this fireworks how many of you believe fireworks in america if you believe fireworks in america one two three give god a mighty praise right now fire works in america but can i say this fire also works in your house fireworks in your mind fireworks in your heart fireworks in your marriage fireworks in your issues there's a lot that you've been trying that ain't been working but tell somebody fireworks God's presence works now I want to say this and I'm, I'm gonna close We're getting ready in August. We're going to do some revival nights. How many of y'all hungry for some great revival nights? the more tenderhearted I get. I just love all. I love y'all. Somebody's mean in here and I love even the mean ones. You know, you remember when uh, Moses was walking through the desert, you remember that? And he, 40 years, he had been in Egypt in Pharaoh's house and then 40 years in the desert. But the Lord showed me something. He never saw the fire till he got in the desert. And some of you have been in a hard season, but the Lord said, I'm getting ready to show you my presence in a way you've never seen it before. So, we've had all this glorious worship and all this glorious praise and really powerful word. How many of you feel like God's met with us today at Calvary, yeah. But nothing's more important than this moment right here. So with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you would say, Pastor, really, I need that fire. There's sin in my life. There's things that have alienated me and separated me from the Lord. And when you pray, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I'm not gonna try to embarrass you, but if you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I need that fire and I've got sin in my life. I've got compromise in my life. So if you're gonna lift somebody up, would you lift me up today? If you're not where you need to be with Jesus, when I count to three, Raise your hands. Are you ready? Pray for me, Pastor. One, I'm not where I need to be, Pastor. Remember me. Two, if you're lifting somebody up, lift me up today, Pastor, because I need to get some things right with God. Three, slip up your hand right now. Hold it up, hold it up. Hands across the room are being raised. People are saying, I want get, to get the son of the blood today. I want to repent. I want to leave here right. If you raised your hand up, just keep it up right now. You didn't raise it up for nobody on your row anyway you raised it before the lord if you need to raise your hand i'm going to lend you five more seconds five pastor pray for me i'm not where i need to be four pastor i felt god's presence and i now need to be changed three two one hands are still being raised zero now now watch this if you raised your hand and you meant it you don't care what anybody thinks about you i am going to pray with you because this is you stepping into a new season sometimes that step of faith is what it takes if somebody next to you raised their hand, I want you to move back so they can come to the front. If you raised your hand and you really meant it, come this way right now, come on. I'm gonna pray with you. You won't come by yourself, I guarantee it. But this is you publicly saying, Lord, I need you. I dare all the Calvary faithful and family to give God a praise, cause this is real revival. I said the lost coming to Jesus is real revival. I wish y'all would clap like you were excited about dozens of people. Can you just spread them out across the front? I bet if you'll keep clapping, they'll keep coming, come on. You say, you say, Pastor Rayleigh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just awesome? Our altar workers are going to pray with you in just a moment. But say, Pastor Rayleigh, why did you preach on fire today? Because obviously, fireworks. You, you've been drawn, not by me, not not by the priesting, but by God's presence. So I want you to take your hand and put it on your heart right now. Because when you give your heart to the Lord, you're given very essence of who you are and so we're going to pray from our hearts today and God's going to bring freedom to your life a new season now when this is over um, my my altar team y'all going to take them off to the side here are you going to pray with them right there what are you going to do right here okay our altar team they're going to come and they're going to pray with you personally but I want everybody to take your hand and place it on your heart We'll let this be our dismissal as well. But before we do, we're going to pray this prayer together, and then you're going to stretch your hands out toward them. We're going to pray the power of God in their lives. But everybody pray this after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, loud and strong. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you, give me that fire. All that Pastor preached about, let it be in my life. Let it be in my family, let it be in me. Forgive me, Lord, of anything, anything that would keep me from you. I confess my sin and I declare you're my savior. And I thank you, Lord, that from this day forward, I belong to you. Thank you for new beginnings, in Jesus' name. I want all of our our altar workers to go right to them. Give them a hand right now, come on. All of our altar workers, surround them. All you stretch out your hands. Come on, altar workers, go right up to them just for a moment. But I want you to stretch your hands out toward them right now. We declare that you are walking in a new season. Come right here, Kayla, it's right here. Come get with these folks right here. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come right here. So stretch your hands toward him. We declare that these people now belong to Jesus. Devil, you can't have them, come on. You can't block them. Enemy, you can't stop them, come on. Hallelujah, John, come stand right here with this guy. In the name of Jesus, we are collectively coming together to say that it is a new beginning for these people. Thank you for fresh fire in our church. Thank you for revival. Thank you for your word. You by live stream, if you prayed that prayer, all you have to do is put salvation and somebody will reach out to you. Put it in the comments. Is there anybody that's going to be on fire this week? Hallelujah. As our altar team prays, if you're new to the church, I'm going to go to the back. I'd love to meet you. Somebody who loves the fire of God. One, two, three. Give God a mighty shout.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.